0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Heinrich XIII, Prince Reuss, and the successor of an ancient German dynasty that can be traced back to around 900 AD.
1: A German man who would be king, a Berlin judge, and a serving soldier in an elite military squad were among the 25 people arrested in Germany last Wednesday. The Dawn Raids targeted a motley crew of conspiracy theorists, allegedly taking part in a far-right plot to overthrow the German government. Known as the Reichsberger Movement, authorities believe up to 1,100 members are right-wing extremists. Those are theories which we have in Germany since 1945. It's like a prolonging of Nazi ideology. The great plot, the great conspiracy. I'm Conor Pope and this is In the News from the Irish Times. Today I talk to Berlin correspondent Derek Scally about who these people are And just how serious was the threat level? So what we know so far, Derek, is that 25 people were arrested in Germany on Wednesday morning for allegedly plotting a coup against the German state. 3,000 police raided 30 locations to arrest these people who are accused of membership of a terrorist organisation and plotting, as I said, to overthrow the constitution of Germany. Maybe we could dig a little bit deeper. What do we know about what the plotters were accused of doing and what sort of time frame they were hoping to operate within?
0: What we know about these plotters is they were really aiming big. Um, They had uh, great plans in store for everyone. They wanted to abolish German democracy, install a monarchy and sort of roll Germany back legally back legally basically to the era of Kaiser Wilhelm, turn it into an autocratic monarchy and and German people would fall into line and they would see that this was the best thing for them and um, that this could all happen very quickly, very smoothly and a sign of their confidence. They were already sitting um, at around the kitchen table, already dividing up cabinet posts between them. So um, there's an expression in German uh, that you shouldn't divide up the, the fur of the bear before you've killed the bear. And I think this seems to be a case in point. OK, the English expression might be you never count your
1: money when you're sitting at the table in terms of poker parlance. But all of those people who were arrested on Wednesday are members of something called the Reisberger movement.
0: Who or what is the Reisberger movement? And what is it that they believe in? Yes, you hear the word Reisberger. The first time I heard it, I thought, what is this like a a Nazi era fast food chain? But it's, um, it's a, it's a, it's a loose alliance of neo Nazis and conspiracy theorists, and they refuse to accept the legitimacy of the modern German state. Um, and, as, as far as we know from yesterday, the German prosecutors uh, believe that this is a terrorist organization that is a serious threat to Germany's constitutional order. It's very hard to pin them down. Um, they, it's because it's, sort of a, it's a loose organisation, it's a conspiracy theory, there's a militia element, around 21,000 members we, we know from the last count, but it's hard to know how many people are sort of moving in the sympathiser circles. And there's around 1,000 or 1,100 who are believed to be extremists, neo-Nazis or um, sort of prepper militia type people. And I think that's what was starting to worry German authorities and that's why they moved in uh, this week. And let's talk about one of the most prominent
1: people involved in this alleged plot, and his name is Heinrich Thirteenth, and he's the Prince Reus Zukostritz, if I'm pronouncing that right, and I probably am not
0: Ever since Germany sur- um, surrendered on the, on, the, on the 8th of May, Germany has never been sovereign again. It was made into an administrative structure of the Allies in the so-called United Economy Entity Federal Republic of Germany, in other words, a commercial structure. Germany's American. Can you tell me who Heinrich the Thirteenth is? Heinrich the Thirteenth is uh, an aristocrat who's been disowned by his own family. Um, he's seventy-one. He's based in Frankfurt. He seems to make his living from um, from property and um, sparkling white wine. Um, his family. He claims he. I, I tracked down a speech of his from two thousand and nineteen. He was at some sort of conspiracy theory conference. And um, he claims his family had a, a 1000 year old dynasty in eastern Germany near the city of Gera until it was disappropriated and, and thrown out on the scrap heap of history with the collapse of the monarchy in 1918 in Germany. And um, he just seems to be the ringleader of this. He seems to have decided he was going to be king of Germany and, um, and he put together his kitchen cabinet around it. But um, he doesn't seem to have any legitimacy his own family as I said um, just said we, we, we all have nothing to do with him and he was led away in handcuffs uh, and tweed uh, on on wednesday so it was um for many germans this was just absolutely bizarre because the aristocracy in germany was effectively abolished um 100 years ago and while the families still exist they're not allowed to use their titles and they sort of exist sort of as a as a sort of a bizarre um parallel universe with absolutely nothing much to say in in german life where did this story actually
1: begin how far back do we need to go is it two years, five years, 50 years, 150
0: years? Not even these people in the coup are sure which Germany they want back. You have to remember, in 1945, Nazi Germany capitulated and Nazi Germany effectively ceased to exist. But on paper, it actually did survive. Uh, And it was in 1972 that the Federal Republic and its constitutional court said, yes, actually, under international law, Nazi Germany still exists as a state, but it lacks any authority. It lacks any organisation. It lacks any politicians. It lacks any ministries. And that, in its place, a new federal federal republic, so West Germany, was established. And this is always this is sort of the the founding myth for a lot of these plotters. That they say that here is the proof that actually the old Germany still exists, and we need to go back to that. There is no legitimacy for the modern German state. So it's a bit of a curate's egg in legal circles I mean effectively the world has moved on Um, Mm. but they say that this is sort of the lie and this is where this is what they're obsessed about.
1: So in beginning in 1945 we had this conspiracy theory that whatever state will be built on top of the Third Reich that state will not be legitimate and now we have something to do against that. If you ask in Germany any neo-Nazi they will say, of course, the Federal Republic is not our real Germany.
0: But most people say it arose in the last 10, 15 years, um, as conspiracy theories were swirling in the US. Some of them have moved into Germany and um, QAnon um, is perhaps key here. It's been mentioned several times in Germany. And it seems to be about latching into some insecurity in people and then twisting it and twisting it and opening up something darker in people. QAnon, obviously, the, the conspiracy that there's a, mm-hmm. a secret figure Q at the heart of the establishment fighting for our rights, and there's a, a deep state conspiracy that's sort of uh, turning us all into democratic, uh, the d- democracies are sort of marionette governments, and that uh, there's child abuse uh, rife in the American political establishment and so on. None of the, some of that's seems to have transferred, but mostly it's based around, in Germany, around uh, the legitimacy or alleged illegitimacy of the German state.
1: Yeah, were you surprised that QAnon featured so prominently in the discourse amongst these people? Because as you say, it's a peculiarly American phenomenon and I, I hadn't realised that
0: it had stretched as far as the as, as the German conspiracy theorists. Yes, I think what you're seeing, I mean conspiracy theorists have always been there but until recently they didn't have these online fora where they could exchange ideas and one one's insecurities or conspiracies could feed the other. Definitely in the last five years with the the COVID pandemic we saw sort of a, a blossoming of all sorts of conspiracy theories we saw all around the world but in Germany particularly strongly I think there's always been a strong alternative scene there's also been a strong sort of alternative medicine scene and all of that came mm-hmm. out of the woodwork and merged with itself and then the QAnon idea with uh, Trump and there's a, a deep sp- state conspiracy going on, that's all fed into that as well, Just uh, it's, we're living in an age of deep anxiety, deep insecurity mm-hmm. and this seems to tick a lot of the boxes but it It is fascinating to see nobody's talking here about a a mass, you know, fictitious child abuse conspiracy at the heart of German establishment, but just the idea that they do seem to believe that there is some sort of deep state and they do believe that some great moment of clarity is coming uh, and that this Mm. will all this will all be brushed aside and that they are obliged to be prepared both politically and militarily for that day. Authorities believe the suspects are linked to a nationwide
1: far-right network. Among them are several former members of the armed forces and at least one active soldier. And whatever about QAnon and the conspiracy theorists, there's also been a lot of very serious stories emerging in recent years about far-right extremism in the German military. Entire units have been disbanded after it was found that they'd become corrupted with extreme views. So are elements of the military involved in this alleged
0: plot? Yes, I think this is possibly the most serious element of this. There were um, retired and active members of the German military allegedly arrested this week as part of this alleged coup. Um, We had elite officers um, from an elite uh, German military unit. And we also had former paratroopers from, as far as I can tell, the East German army. And both of them, are. two were definitely named and then others have been, there has been talk that there is deep um, support for them and that these people have access to weapons depots and that they were quietly building up their own weapons depots. And there have also been stories in recent years of just how sloppily the inventory in many of these depots has been, that things could disappear and nobody would know. So there's been just basically for the last few years, there's been this fear that there, are, there is sort of a strong nationalist um, conservative element within the German military and within German police, and that for various reasons, they are above reproach. Politicians are very, very, very cautious to even question the idea or, or flag the idea that there might be a problem here and that in this blind spot that this has actually been growing and nobody's quite sure just how great the problem is. Because if your military and your police have a, have a a cabal working within them and they have access to sloppily um, managed inventories, I think that's really where the alarm bells started ringing this week. Interior Minister today said that more than
1: 3,000 police were involved in what he called a dangerous operation, a dangerous mission. This was a massive operation by the German authorities. I think there was 3,000 police officers involved. The arrests took place in multiple locations, spread over three countries. But how was the plot uncovered? And do we have any sense now as to why... This moment was chosen
0: for the authorities to act? I think they chose this moment to act because it was starting to get dangerous. Um, there was talk in, they had infiltrated the group as early as last of May of 2021, but definitely um, starting this year, they seem to have had very good sources that they were listening into conversations, phone conversations, following chats. And uh, Prince Henry seems to have said in a recent um, chat that, you know, the playtime is over and now is the time to act there were fears that using contacts inside and outside um, the Bundestag, the German lower house of parliament, that there was a plan forming there to storm the parliament, take hostages, perhaps fatalities, and that this would be sort of the moment of awakening as it were. And of course, everyone remembers the storming of the U S Congress. But Mm. there were attempts during a COVID anti-COVID demo recently to storm the Reichstag building, which is the seat of of the Bundestag, and it was only two police officers kept the people from breaking in. And if they did this during, a, uh, the, the parliament was empty at the time, but if this happened during a sitting and they got in, it could be serious, particularly if they had weapons. So I think the memory of the US Congress, the memory of the attempt to storm the Reichstag building, that was starting to take shape. And I think they felt now is the time to move.
1: And Germany obviously has a very, very dark history when it comes to far-right movements seizing power. I mean, the Nazis in the 30s took power and then they totally destroyed the country. But this movement claims that it wants to revert Germany back to an even earlier time, the 19th century, the Second Reich. Is there any support at all
0: amongst the German people for a return to a monarchy in Germany? I don't think so. Um, in, in 2014, I interviewed Georg Friedrich Prinz von Preußen. Um, he's the man who would be Kaiser if Germany was a monarchy today. And there was no real um, sense from him that he was ever going to come back as monarch. And, you know, when you look at polls, there really isn't any. It's it's, it's almost like it's not even a, a question anybody asks because it's, it's so irrelevant. But what is interesting is, I think a bit like Donald Trump, a lot of people out on Marches for you know against the cost of living or the COVID measures. There's a huge sense of fatigue. There's a sense that something's wrong, that everything is going wrong for people, particularly in Eastern Germany. And somebody who comes along and promises to smash the system, you may not believe in the system they want to install, or you may not even believe in the person. But as we saw from Donald Trump, many of his supporters thought he was a fool, but they thought, well, maybe this system is so broken that it needs somebody like this to really smash it. So I think you're starting to see something similar there, particularly in. Eastern in germany people who don't really they've only got three decades of of experience of democracy and democracy for them has been very tough many of them lost their jobs their existences were destroyed and their emotional attachment to democracy and to post-war germany is a lot shorter so if people come along and say oh we've got a better plan some people are so desperate that they're going to believe them
1: And what has the political response been to the arrests and the breaking up of this uh, plot?
0: Oh, the reactions have been swift and brutal. Um, Chancellor Olaf Scholz said to a spokesperson he had no doubt that these people were dangerous. And the German president said, you know, Germany needs to, Germany is an open liberal democracy, but it also needs to, to be able to defend itself. many of the political parties um, have seen an opportunity to pounce on the alternative for Deutschland. This is the far right party in the German parliament, because uh, one of the people um, arrested yesterday is a former MP for the party. And the AFD, since it came around, since it rose up uh, in the last 10 years, it's always spoken sort of vaguely of, we need to create a new system. We are political representatives of the new system. Those traditional parties represent the old corrupt system. So, many of the establishment parties have turned on the AFD and said, this is your doing. You let the genie out of the bottle. And the AFD is very quiet uh, since yesterday. And they obviously now have to try and to decide how do we best counter this? Because, you know, people would say that this coup attempt or alleged coup attempt is the logical consequence of what they've been demanding for the last 10 years.
1: Now, on so many different levels, this plot seems absolutely absurd and you'd have to imagine it would have been doomed to failure no matter what happened in the, in the days and weeks ahead. But by saying that, am I guilty of not taking this seriously enough and not taking the plotters seriously enough?
0: It's, that's the dilemma a lot of us have, including myself. I mean, when I first heard of this, I saw this guy in his tweed jacket um, being led away, dressed up what English or what German aristocrats think English gentlemen dressed like. It just looked so ludicrous. I mean, the, the first thing that popped into my head was carry on coup, you know, like a, a British farce <laughs> about how to topple the government. Um, but, you know, people were laughing about QAnon until the laughter died in their throats. And I think um, many of us just assume that liberal democracy is a given and that liberal democracy, what we've been given as an inheritance, can and should always exist into the future. And I think in Germany, people are particularly conscious that nothing like that is a given that people are susceptible to things the German people once voted in a dictatorship they willingly uh, allowed them to d- dismantle democracies so I think here, if anything, they almost veer on the side of caution and they have to be careful not mm-hmm. to tip into hysteria but you know in lots of countries, people say oh that couldn 't happen here and um, you know, I think every democracy, including Ireland, is experiencing huge pressures. New political players are coming along. Things are being shaped by events. People are in desperate situations and perhaps making choices they wouldn't have in the past. And maybe some of them will even go beyond the political mainstream. And that seems to have been what's happened here. You can, of course, question logistically, was this ever going to happen? And there is something ludicrous about dividing up, you know, cabinet posts before you've even started your plan but you know this shows in their minds they were serious and i think the pandemic has shown particularly for people fighting with family members at the table over over vaccines you know when people believe in something they can be extremely sure of themselves and they can be extremely you know resistant to sanity or advice or anything so um and with the uh, with the possibility of gathering online and connecting online um these people are no longer loners it's a large collection of loners and 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 they can make things happen this is going to be you know, the biggest set of terrorist trials since the RAF the left-wing extremists in the 1970s and um, I expect it'll it'll trigger a very interesting debate in Germany about you know, what is our liberal democracy worth and what do we do to people who threaten it because Germany it's post-war experience particularly the West German and the Federal Republic it doesn't do nationalism it doesn't do big displays of patriotism but it's now facing people who were trying to attack what it holds deep. So it will be very interesting to see just how dear Germany and Germans feel about their federal public uh, and how they deal with people who tried to destroy it or thought they could. So will it force a kind of a, a swell of patriotism or pride in a country where people are very careful about uh, any sorts of feelings in that direction.
1: Derek Scully, as ever, thank you very much for talking to us. Thank you, Connor. That's it for today. This episode of In The News was produced by Aidan Finnegan and Declan Conlon. We'll be back on Monday.